Hey folks, welcome to Raising Equity. I'm Dr. Kira Banks, and on today's diversity download, we're gonna talk about lessons learned from Target. Video recordings of this podcast can be found on RaisingEquity.org and Raising Equity on YouTube. I'm sure you've heard by now, Target pulled some of their pride-oriented gear in response to backlash and framed it as protecting the safety of their employees. I get protecting your employees, and I also think there are bigger lessons to learn here. One, don't over-rely on set-aside months as your DEI strategy. They're limiting. I encourage organizations that I work with to not even do Pride or Black History Month or Women's History Month in a big demonstrative way unless and only if you're integrating these different histories, perspectives, and experiences in your everyday work. Because if Target was integrating Pride paraphernalia, Black History Month, Women's History Month throughout the year, it wouldn't be such a loss, such a loss that they were pulling back on Pride Month. Now, the fact that they were doing it in response to backlash still would be problematic, but they wouldn't have, in a way, a gap or a failure of their strategy if it were integrated. So that first lesson, don't over-rely on set-aside months, celebrations. Make sure you're integrating different perspectives. Number two, don't take the bait of inaccurate messaging. So I heard a number of different times that uh, part of the backlash was, oh, there's tuck-friendly swimsuits and those are, they're targeting children. That's just to get people worked up, people who aren't going to read, people aren't going to learn, and to get them irate. These swimsuits were not marketed towards children. They were not in children's sizes. And I also think we should not take the bait and respond to the, to the inaccurate message explicitly because we want inclusive clothing. We want plus sizes. We want swimsuits that are one pieces for those who don't feel like wearing two pieces and two piece options for those who want to wear them and tuck friendly options and plus sizes. That's about being inclusive. It's not about grooming children. Whole nother podcast. Also, I heard the criticism that, oh, well, why do we need pride onesies? Target's grooming, grooming babies, grooming young people to be queer. I want to name that we don't call it grooming when it's rooted in heteronormativity, when we are putting on gender role norms on babies that we're comfortable with. Things like I looked on, I was looking at some onesies that are out there. You know, there are all sorts of onesies about about like all my pants are sassy, like putting adult attitudes onto babies or, you know, future wife or husband or however they, however it's framed in a way that is rooted in heteronormativity. So if we're going to talk about grooming, let's also name how we get groomed in our society in terms of dominant culture. So we need to be mindful when we're responding to inaccurate messages. We need to name that they're inaccurate. We need to call out whether it's a contradiction or misinformation and give the bigger story, not simply fold, because then we let that misinformation linger. So I don't know all the details, but you know, Target, if they're pulling tuck-friendly swimsuits or they're pulling the tags that say tuck-friendly, then they're kowtowing to fear when in reality, they were simply making their clothes more inclusive. Like there could have been others that were tuck friendly. They just weren't labeled as such. And what I'm suggesting is that they not have to only come out in June, that they simply be 
available because people shouldn't have to have chosen to have a, a surgery to fit into a binary to have swimsuits that work for them. And number three, don't forget that change is uncomfortable sometimes. I think that organizations who only rely on like the moral rationale or the business rationale solely, like, you know, for doing DEI, oh, it's a good business case because it's what everyone's doing. Let's jump on the bandwagon or it's the right thing to do. Oftentimes when things get really uncomfortable, they, they waver and they question themselves and so I want to remind you that it's important to, to be willing to acknowledge that sometimes we can be doing what we believe is right for whatever reason, for a mix of reasons, and it's still uncomfortable. I imagine that uh, the companies that put women outside of the house or in boardrooms in early ads got a lot of flack. I would imagine that ads that had folks who were integrated by race at a time of segregation were not well received. And I know more recently when we had ads that were, were prominently showing interracial couples and interracial families, there was a lot of discontent. But society is evolving a society, as a society, we're always changing. And so it's important to realize that in some ways, our companies are playing catch up to how society has evolved. And then I know in other ways, people are scared and worried that, that companies and, and their ads are, are pulling us in a particular direction. I just want to name that trans folks, queer folks have been around have been around in our society, have been around in historical and other, and other uh, societies, cultures, and all parts of the world. It's not new. It's just new that we're saying people should not be persecuted and should be able to be in the mainstream and be out loud about who they are and not be boxed in a binary. So I offer those three lessons. I'd be curious what lessons you're learning. And I think in terms of, you know, Target as a company, they made this move thinking that they were going to like maybe save themselves from grief and protect their, their, their employees, but they actually might have created more frustration with them from multiple constituents than if they had just stayed the, stayed the line and said, you know, this is why we're doing this. We respect and honor Pride Month for these reasons. It aligns with our company's values for these reasons. And we're committed to diversity, inclusion for these reasons, right? Like they could have simply said that and kept doing what they were doing. And they probably would have lost a smaller segment of their customers rather than everyone being up in arms and scrutinizing their methods. So what are you learning from Target? And what are you learning about how to maintain, sustain, and grow diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives in the midst of the backlash that's happening? I am Dr. Kira Banks. You can find me on socials at Dr. Kira Banks. I want to hear what you think. Thanks for joining me on Raising Equity. Raising Equity.